0: Welcome back to episode six, I believe? Yeah. Is that correct? Six. Wow. Yeah, six wow. episodes. Wow. That's wild. We're the Nightmare Girls, in case you missed that the first couple <laughs> times, or if you just stumbled across this episode randomly. Welcome. <laughs> we talk about the spooky, the unknown, the creepy, the things that will keep you up at night, and you probably will never sleep again.
1: You're welcome. Mm-hmm.
0: You are very welcome.
1: We hope you enjoy your time not sleeping.
0: Yes. <laughs> So,
2: like, what's new with everyone? How how are we doing? (laughs) Well, we had a—I'll just say a session earlier. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and I'm just personally extremely excited for the uh, surprise that's coming out Sunday. Yeah, me too.
1: Me too. It's big guys. I mean, it's like just really cool. It is. Yeah,
2: I mean.
0: If you follow us on Instagram, you probably noticed there was a post about something wicked this way comes, meaning something spooky and fun is coming to the podcast. Um, We're not going to give you all the details, but you should be excited. Mm -hmm. And I guess we can say that it was originally going to be one thing and then it actually got Mm -hmm. even better and we're like super stoked about it. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like once we can actually talk about it, like after it is released and things like that, I think you're all going to be like... Like you're you're gonna hear how crazy excited we are and like yes. how much we're still reeling from it.
2: Today did not feel real. No. In summary, if you saw all those tweets yeah. that just said screaming, that was basically our mental state for <laughs> since last night.
1: <laughs> about. Yeah, and everything yeah. happened very quickly too. Yes. For about fifteen hours, we were just losing our marbles, like just no marbles left.
0: <laughs> no marbles left. No. Nope. Just just crazy. Yeah. No. It's. It's been a weird time over here at the Nightmare Girls. Mm-hmm. Things that we did not think would ever happen
1: happened, Yeah, I guess, is the best best way to put it. Yeah, Spooks are on the way. Yes, they are. Sorry to tease mm-hmm. y'all, except I'm not. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're very excited,
0: though. Yes. So you should be, too. Should we just jump right I,
2: into it, then? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna
0: say, is there anything else we need to cover
2: before that, or... I don't think so. I don't I think, think so, we're so. set. Meg, take it away.
0: Cool. <laughs> also, I apologize if I sound, like exhausted in this episode i just today like we said was like a very long day and because of the excitement i did not sleep much last night yep. so yeah. here we are but anyway the place i'm going to be discussing is a place i would not be surprised if you've heard of before because a lot of paranormal investigators have covered this location including the crew of buzzfeed unsolved which i know is a very <gasps> special series to all three of yeah. us love we them all love they're my dad i love them. Um, yeah, yeah, they're incredible. And if you've never watched Unsolved, first of all, I don't know what's wrong with you. Second of all, right? go do that. Yeah. Go immediately watch the episode on this, this place after. I talk about it, but I'm going to be talking about the St. Augustine Lighthouse in St. <gasps> Augustine, Florida. Oh, yeah. I Hell yeah.
1: Vaguely
2: remember that. Like, I remember no details or anything, mm-hmm. but yeah. I do. Oh, uh, I remember Like, the name it. sounds familiar. Like, I don't Super remember cool.
1: a lot about the hauntings, but I do remember shane and ryan's antics of course yes
0: yeah they and they got um like pretty substantial evidence on tape which was cool yeah, wow. not like any like they didn't get any like apparitions on tape but they got like the recordings like the voice recordings mm-hmm. and they were like creepy as hell so are you gonna talk about I'm them? i'm very excited um, I'll talk about them a little bit at the end. Like, I didn't really write them down. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I remember specifically, because I just watched it like last night, mm-hmm. what they were talking about. So. Mm. Cool. Very cool. Also, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. I want to say Augustine, because that's just, I think that's the way people were pronouncing it in, like, videos that I watched about it and things. Yeah. But I know some people are like, Augustine. I'm just going to say Augustine, because that's whatever. Honestly, who You knows? know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah.
1: That one. <laughs> but basically,
0: this lighthouse is located in, you guessed it, St. Augustine, Florida. And it's on the atlantic coast of northeastern florida and it's about 40 miles from jacksonville and it was founded in 1565 by spanish explorers and it's actually considered the oldest continually inhabited settlement in the united states even predating jamestown and roanoke oh
1: my gosh that's so cool really so it's very very
0: old Uh. yeah and so it's been around for a long time and it's seen a lot of shit Mm -hmm. from like battles to ships sinking and lots of tragedy we'll get into that um mm-hmm. so it's like gotta be haunted, like just based off of <laughs> all the things that could have happened around it and mm-hmm. things like that. Right. And also in case you're wondering, it was named after Saint Augustine from because the Spanish explorers, um, when they first saw land, it was on the feast day of Saint Augustine. So uh, when they landed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Augustine, sorry. I can't no one no one said it one way correctly. So no, I've okay. heard I'm sure if you live there you know to say
2: Augustine. It. Yeah. So I've heard it both ways.
0: But it is named and it is named after that philosopher dude. So I thought you two would enjoy that, considering you have another podcast all about philosophy and Oh
1: we do. Indeed. Shenanigans. Don't eat so. the pears. <laughs> oh yeah, don't eat the pears.
0: Okay. <laughs> anyway <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh now I remember the pears thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. After, yeah, we we all went to Catholic college where we <laughs> yeah. had to read his book, so was a time so it's existed this lighthouse has existed in like some form since 1586 at first it was just like a watchtower that was utilized by spanish explorers and then it eventually became the lighthouse but it was very clear at a certain point that this watchtower slash light station slash whatever it was um, was going to fall into the ocean due to the erosion of the coastline because you know Coastlines change depending mm-hmm. on the sea and things like that. I don't claim to have any nautical knowledge beyond <laughs> that, know. but I do, I am aware of the fact, yeah, I know, I'm not a historian, I don't know anything about coastlines and that shit. But basically when they realize, like, oh crap, like, this, this watchtower slash light station is not going to stand for much longer due to the way the coast was, like, looking, the U.S. Lighthouse Service began construction um, of the new lighthouse in 1871, and to eighteen seventy four, and Congress gave them. I think it was like a hundred thousand dollars to go towards this lighthouse and be like, go have fun. Okay. Um, I think this was also the first established like light source station for like sea travel that was like established in the country too. So that's super cool. that's, that's probably why they gave them a substantial amount yeah. of cash yeah. to work on it. And this new structure had a very bright light that could be seen much farther out at sea than the previous structure, and it was from about like 19 to 24 nautical miles out in the sea depending on like where your location was and this light was said to have had a very bright yellow um color and people that lived in like the surrounding area saw it quite frequently too and it has 219 steps from the top to the bottom so it's pretty tall i don't know about you guys but have you ever climbed a lighthouse
1: no or did uh, that? once actually oh they're tall they're big and tall
0: <laughs> yes What's well, like i i felt like there's was something i did <laughs> a bunch of times going to the jersey shore like oh right uh, you go when we would go vacation obviously we're not doing that at the moment due to coronavirus Mm. and it's better to stay inside and wear your fucking masks (laughs) people but anyway i don't remember where it was but i think it was near like the cape may area which if you ever go to the jersey shore cape may is gorgeous and highly recommend it's beautiful Mm. and i remember we did the lighthouse one day but it was so hot like it was like the last thing i wanted to do and you have to go because once you make it to the top, then you have to remember you have to climb, like, all the way back down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just hearing the number of steps does not make you want to no. do that physical exercise. No. But anyway, now on to the ghosty times. And you're welcome for sparing you most of the history things this time, because (laughs) I just truly would have butchered, like, every name and, you know, all that stuff. But there there was, it was mostly just, like, battles and things involving, like, the Spanish explorers and then things like that. The ghosts are what we're here for. First and foremost, there is a ghost called the Man in Blue, who is seen quite often, and he likes to bother workers and tourists, and
1: he apparently has a particular dislike for tourists. Hmm, I don't know why i mean i probably would <laughs> that was my like home as a ghost and like all these people just kept showing up and you know messing around with their fanny packs
2: and yeah those and cameras. sunscreen on their nose bucket
1: uh-huh. yeah. hats
0: <laughs> Ugh. yeah yeah, but he doesn't like tourists. Um, and he's literally called the man in blue because he's seen in, like, a blue suit if people see oh, him. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad people are... It's, like, Lady in the Red, the man in blue. They could get together. Oh!
1: oh they'll have yeah. set them up green on babies. Wait. Maybe he's As just, know, like... Did you say green? I don't... Purple? I don't... Purple. Wait, it would be purple. purple <laughs>
0: we don't know color theory I failed either. color theory. <laughs> yeah. He wears a blue suit. He, like, lingers. I think... From what I was reading, he was mostly seen in the Keeper's House, which is, like, the house where the person that watches over the lighthouse and, like, turns on the light would live. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. this is because people are pretty sure that the Man in Blue was a former keeper of the St. Augustine Lighthouse. There's no, Mm -hmm. like, absolute confirmation that that's who the spirit is, but there is, like, a pretty solid idea of who it could be. So there was this keeper named Peter Rasm- Rasmussen. I hope I'm saying that correctly. He was known for being particularly meticulous when it came to watching over the lighthouse. Um, he was very much a, like, this my lighthouse, ain't nobody gonna touch it, you know? Um, and I read a couple things where allegedly he hung himself in the tower it was not discovered oh. until the following day when the light to the lighthouse did not go on. Oh, oh no. But this was, like, again, alleged. So, like, mm-hmm. right. no confirmation. It might not have even been him. There's just reports of someone, like, hanging themselves, and people think it mm. was him because he was a keeper, and
1: mm-hmm. right? he
0: died. I don't know. Like, there was, it, it's very weird, the information surrounding this, the man in blue ghost. But anyway, mm. the evidence indicates that it was him, I guess, because when people walk through like the landing of the tower like the first landing right when you like walk in you get like the overwhelming scent of cigar smoke uh-huh. and he liked to smoke cigars and today there is a no smoking like prohibited sign like put out everywhere like you cannot smoke like in mm. the tower or near the tower but that's what you smell when you walk in mm. so yeah. it mean? wouldn't be surprising if it was him um and i guess you can smell this also like in the um the keeper's house too if you go down to the basement because i guess that's where mostly he likes to linger is like in the basement of the keeper's house i don't know how open to the public that is but <laughs> that's the case <laughs> and people can like make out his blue suit like peeking around like a corner like he likes still like stand in corners and like kind of like creep <laughs> no. so yeah it's he just to creep i think another substantial piece of evidence that this could very well be peter is the fact that um people will be like climbing the lighthouse stairs and they'll hear like boots coming up behind them and then turn around and no one's there Ugh. And like following them like all the way like up and down Ugh. and like i said he was very much so like particular about like watching over the lighthouse and making sure that everything was like good and like the people in there weren't like doing anything to like
2: mm-hmm. damage
0: the lighthouse so like that makes sense if he's like hovering you mm-hmm. know yeah making sure still doing his job in the afterlife but I guess the man in blue ghost is so present in the area and like likes to bother people to the point where like there was a former keeper um, who was unnamed. He like refused to actually live in the um, the keeper's house after a certain point because he just like could not take the antics of the man in blue any longer, oh and no. he had to switch duties with another Coast Guard member who was like not afraid of ghosts. <laughs> so he just I think That's he was go- driving him crazy to like hear the boots like following him up and down the stairs yeah. and like mm-hmm. in and out
2: of the house and fair enough yeah.
0: I don't want a ghost yeah. stalker. This is a portion of the ghosty tale of the lighthouse that I was excited to get to, specifically for Anna, because I just know this is her favorite kind of ghost. We have some children. Ugh. <laughs> oh, Why?
2: Why? Why are children at a lighthouse? So <laughs> they don't belong there. So
0: I know. I know that sounds weird, but there was this man named. Hezekiah, I think I'm... I hope I'm saying that correctly. All the names are very weird this time. Um, Heze, Hezekiah H. Pitty, which is an oh, excellent Pitty. last name. It is. He, he, was over, um, he was assigned to oversee most of the construction on the new lighthouse over the period of 1871 to 1874. So okay. this is when they were trying to fix things before the old structure, like, fell into mm. the coastline. Right. right. Um, I guess he just used to bring his kids around. To the construction site, oh,
1: that's which serious. I don't
0: know why you would ever do that, ever, like just don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just do not.
0: <laughs> and so I guess these kids used to play around at the construction site a lot, and like they're just like you know like little kid like tomfoolery, like really Double like jam. going to town, yeah, like touching <laughs> everything, running around, playing hide and seek <laughs> with like different like elements of the construction site. Like I just don't. Right, I am not even a parent, but I'm like, why would you bring? <laughs>
1: why would you they needed a babysitter site?
0: yeah they were basically playing around a little bit too much for the unsafe environment of the construction site of the lighthouse right. but on july 10th 1873 his kids were playing in the supply cart which was like on a it's i guess it was like a miniature like train track rail that like ran up the coastline to the lighthouse and then like back to like where the supplies mm. were so, it was just, like, an easy way to get supplies up and down, because you could just, like, push the cart along the rail.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I guess they were, like, fooling around in the cart, and the cart, like, hit something along the route that it usually takes, and it toppled and crashed into the ocean. I'm sorry. Wait,
2: wait, the kids were in it?
0: Yes, they were <gasps> in it and, like, playing around. And so, they were, like, riding in it, and it, like, toppled Ooh. into the coast and, like, crashed. Oh, my God. Um, because where the the like supply cart like ran. It was like the coastline was that close to where the lighthouse was. Oh, wow. So yeah, so they toppled in, um a worker went to go try to save the kids. I it was unclear how many kids were in this cart when it fell. I think it was a good number, but there's three at least that died. And two Aww. of them were um two of Pity's daughters, Eliza and Mary, and yeah. and then another was an unnamed African American girl who was the daughter of one of the workers. So very sad. But these girls don't seem to be upset in the afterlife. They kind of remind me of the Mizpah Hotel Ghost, where they're kind of just, like, fooling around, like, doing, like, kid antics. Like, they're not, like, out to get anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're pretty active on the site of the lighthouse and the keeper's house. So people, like, hear giggling all the time. Giggling is very common. Um, and then, like, there was the sighting of children's footsteps made of dirt within the keeper's house, which, like... Oh. Freaked people out because there was no children in any of the tours that they had done that day. Ugh. Doors that were bolted shut at night, like within the keeper's house, will be wide open come morning, and sometimes you could hear, like, someone fiddling back and forth with, like, a lock, and it's a click, 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 click. And it's something, like, a kid would do. You know what I mean? Like, playing around with, like, a lock on a door. And visitors also have caught, like, flashes of a young girl in old-fashioned clothes, like, lingering in the keeper's house, like, looking out the window, up over at the lighthouse. I think girls have been, like, young girls have been seen, like, running through, too. But they're, like, quick flashes, and then usually if people catch them and, like, realize that there's something weird about her, then that's when she, like, disappears. Oh, wow. Mm Yeah, so these ghosts are still chilling, running around. But I know Anna loves kids, so I think those are the kind of ghosts <laughs> she would, she would want like to see. I don't like the ghostly variety very much. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it is creepy. I guess it's creepy to hear like a disembodied child's giggle.
2: Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, that's fair. But
0: you know, at least at least unlike the Mizpah ghosts, they're not like coming up to you and like interacting with you. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you just like hear things or like see things.
1: True. That's so weird. They're keeping I their think.
0: distance. They're just doing things. Really. I, would, I think yeah. if it came up to me and then I realized it was a ghost, I'd be more upset.
1: No, I think that's cool, because, like, they're harmless, and they just wanted, like, they just want a friend. But these ghosts are harmless, too. Yeah, but they're, like, just in the distance. I can't identify what it is. Like, it's just a strange noise. It's a child, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> a child. A child. No.
0: No. <laughs> anyway, if you want to see that reference, let us know, because we're I'm losers.
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. Anyway. Uh, another ghost that's pretty common is there was this man named William Harn he was the first ever keeper of the lighthouse and I guess he died of tuberculosis whoa I cannot speak so R.I.P so that means he was coughing a lot due to tuberculosis so I guess if you go into the parlor of the keeper's house you could hear like disembodied coughs and things like that Um, if you watch the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode there's like pretty positively like a cough picked up on like their recording equipment while they're in that area which was creepy. Um, that's really all with him, but I, I, it's like very clearly there are just a lot of spirits like within yeah. his area. And then there was another previous keeper. All of these have to do with like keepers, which is interesting. So just do not be a keeper at this lighthouse because something bad will happen to you and you will haunt the land forever. Um, his name was Joseph An- Andrew? 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 Andrew. I'm gonna go with that. Um, he actually plummeted to his death. Well, painting the original um, tower in 1859. So this was before the new structure went up. Oh my gosh. The St. Augustine examiner described the accident saying, the scaffolding gave way and he fell 60 feet. He died almost instantly. Oh God. Yeah. It's
1: pretty fucked.
0: Yeah. And when he died, his wife, Maria, actually became the new keeper of the lighthouse. And just fun fact, she was the first ever female U.S. Coast Guard employee, which is cool. And she was also the first Hispanic woman to serve in the Coast Guard. So Maria's a bad bitch is what we're getting from this. That's awesome. Uh, But the two of them are thought to still be, like, lingering in the lighthouse, particularly, particularly, like, in the area towards the top by, like, the observation deck. Mm Mm-hmm so now i have a picture that i would like to send to you Mm -hmm. so i just sent rose and anna a picture and basically what we're going to see is a woman standing over the observation deck looking out at the ocean and this looks like a full body like person yeah Yeah.
2: it looks like she's wearing like a white dress with With dark hair. hair yeah
0: so i guess what happened was the individual that took this photo was just like taking a photo of the lighthouse and then like put their phone away and then like later on during the day they were like looking through the pictures that they took of the area and they saw that and were like no one was up there when we were taking that picture so weird so my personal theory is like this could be maria because people believe like her ghost kind of like lingers in that area to like keep checking on the lighthouse kind of like how peter's like lingering to make sure the lighthouse is still good she was also very dedicated to her job clearly as she was the first like woman to work there Right. But this also could be oh, one of the, like, up. girls, like, the little girls, but it's oh. hard to tell in that photo, like, what, like, sizing-wise, like,
2: yeah. if it's a
0: yeah. grown woman or if it's, like, a child.
1: It's
2: quite blurry and far away.
0: Yeah, but it is very creepy. Yeah. We'll put the picture on the Instagram if you want to see. There's also been figures that have been seen on the third landing of the stairs in the lighthouse. These figures could be Maria, Joseph, Peter, or the girls. Honestly, any of them. But that's basically all I have on the lighthouse, there's a lot Ooh. going on there. There's probably even more yeah. that I couldn't find. There's just... Mm-hmm. It's it's basically just, like, known. Like, there is a lot of activity at the lighthouse, mm-hmm. at the keeper's house of the lighthouse. Um, if you go, you might experience something. If you go at night, I think you're more likely to experience mm-hmm. something. So on the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode, when they went in, they, like, climbed the stairs, like, at night. And, like, they had, like, the recorder and stuff. When they went in together, they didn't really like hear anything or like mm-hmm. notice anything. But then they did the thing where they like split up. So mm-hmm. I think Shane went in first and like heard like nothing and was like, whatever, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, when Ryan you. went in, he was like talking to the ghost and was like, Maria, like can you say something? Joseph, can you say something? And then like he started to pick up voices and there was a voice so clearly saying Eliza, as in <gasps> the guy who like the daughter that died.
2: Oh my like, God! Eliza
0: Pity. And then something about like hitting a chimney or like falling off like a chimney or something dying and like
2: Aww.
0: I don't know very weird lots of weird stuff but there was very clearly oh, yeah. like, recordings picked up on their special ghost hunter equipment. Yeah.
1: Wow, I definitely want to go rewatch that episode because yeah, that's some fun
0: spooks. Yeah, it's very cool. Again, these ghosts don't seem to be like trying to
1: hurt anyone.
0: They're just kind of creepy and a, mm. they're active and people see it and I, th- I think you can go on ghost tours if you go visit I think they might only hold them like during like a certain time of year I'm prob probably they don't do it at the moment because of COVID and like social distancing and things like that but I know they do have ghost tours I think you can take at night and you can walk around and I think you can like rent like little like whatever that tool is that like picks up on like the sensitivity of like the air or like the sound or whatever oh, and like, yeah. e- e-
1: the, like
2: sure yeah okay
1: sure I
2: think that's what you mean yeah but yeah that's that's the St. Augustine Lighthouse what do you guys think your like smell if you were a ghost what would it be like the guy oh. has the cigar smoke what, what would your smell be stinky <laughs> okay you're Momo, okay, Momo. now Try
0: <laughs> <laughs> trying to think I don't know Anna do you have one red wine
1: Ooh. Cabernet Sauvignon
0: <laughs> maybe mine would just smell like vodka <laughs>
2: <laughs> no I'm just kidding
0: uh I mean, like, it would probably either be. Actually, no, it'd probably be, like, coffee, because I drink mm. an obscene mm-hmm. amount of caffeine. Yes, you do. Like, way too much. <laughs> so.
1: Mine would be, like, dusty old books. Ooh. <laughs> this is, like, this is turning into, like, Amortentia or whatever from
2: Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh like, God,
1: what is yeah. yours? <laughs> do you guys want to hear a weird story? Yes. Heck yeah. Much. Oh, have I got an odd one for you! I like how oh, you yeah. framed it as weird story and not as I have a cryptid. <laughs> yeah, because this is well, it's definitely a cryptid, but it's more a weird story.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm intrigued.
1: So, this one comes straight from Irish mythology. I promise next week I'll travel somewhere a little bit more different. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, what? I
0: literally was thinking. I have not traveled outside the U.S. yet, which like there's tons of ghost stories elsewhere. Oh yeah. I just like have not covered them yet, but you've been covering that European.
1: Yeah, I'm on area, that Europe cool. <laughs> Yeah. So this is from like Irish folklore specifically. This week I just kind of wanted to make up for last weekend, find kind of the silliest one I could. So I think that's what I've Wait, accomplished. me too, Rose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Anna, you two and I really brought so down the house today. last week. Oh. Mm, yeah. Oops. So, have you ever heard of the Hungry Grass? I'm no. sorry. I'm what? <laughs> The Hungry Grass? This is Hungry Grass of Ireland, also known as the Fair gortach. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but... I wanted to try. So this is a tale about grass that just looked like normal grass. But when you would walk over it, the the person who, you know, was the victim of this grass was doomed to perpetual and insatiable hunger. The victim will become ravenously hungry, and nothing they eat or drink will satisfy their hunger, and they'll be doomed to a permanent state of weakness if they don't
2: just die on the spot. Okay. Have I walked through this? Like, <laughs> yeah, that I was would gonna say so much. Someday we're gonna find a crib tid that we can't like connect to Meg, and it's gonna be a sad. Day. <laughs> yeah,
0: because every single one I think thus far, maybe save changelings, because I do not want to be associated no. with them. But like, right, they're
1: pretty. It's maybe pretty similar to my. Habits, so <laughs> I think it explains a little something about me that I'm such good friends with Meg and I love all these cryptids so much.
0: Yeah, oh my god. Well, also, <laughs> actually, I, I think this one can relate to Rose too because yeah. Rose, Rose is a big snacky person. I'm a big snacker, mm. big snacker. That's why I always liked going to her apartment in college because she always would feed me. Yeah, I am good snacks. I mean, same with You're- Anna, I just eat everyone's food, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but Rose was always like, Do you want ramen? Do you want Oreos? And I'd be like, Hell yeah, I want those. Yes, two yeah.
1: very true. There's some, like, you know, variety in the accounts of what exactly this cryptid is. So I thought I'd start off with one tale that's actually been proven false, just because it's fun. It's like a, just like a misrendering of actual history. The story of the Hungry Hill was that it, like, isn't actually the origin of the Hungry Grass, but is in some tales said to be. Mm -hmm. So... I just had to share. So it said that the first person to venture over this specific hill was never seen again. So people, you know, stayed away from it as much as they could. One day, A young fisherman came to Ireland hoping to fish on the ocean that lay just beyond the hungry hill. So, early in the morning he set out to fish, but forgot to eat breakfast. Rather than stopping to eat, he brought it with him to eat along the way to the ocean, which he had to cross the hill to get there. He starts munching on an apple, he's minding his own business. As he approaches the hill, the locals all yell at him, you know, don't go over the hill, you're gonna die. (laughs) And he doesn't listen. So apparently... So the grass wiggled around him like a snake and wrapped itself around him. But since he was eating, every time he took a bite, it would fall off of him. Hmm. Then, once he got to the shore on the other side, a few fishermen told him that the hill was said to kill people, and they came to the conclusion that if you ate while on the grass, you wouldn't fall ill. Okay. And (laughs) so this apparently (laughs) angered the fairies, who then proceeded to plant hungry grass everywhere, and after a little while, the people built a wall around this hill, which... I guess put the whole thing to rest. But they were, you know, the fear was that if the wall would have ever to be to fall, then the hungry grass would come back and plague Ireland once again. So that's
2: <laughs> right. I can't, I can't handle this. I know. Your cryptid is literally a plant, but know. like it, like grass, not even I like a. Like planet. there's
0: no like, there's no like scary like face on the gra- like it's just normal grass that like wiggles like a snake. Yeah, it's just and, normal
1: like, grass
2: like, that tickles that,
0: like,
1: your feet and so you can't stop you. eating. Yeah, so, like, there were a couple, like, tales where it seemed like it had been twisted so that it was actually a carnivorous plant that would, like, literally eat people. But more so, it seemed an explanation for famine and other unexplained deaths. Yeah, the Irish and their famines, you know how we are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm gonna go over quickly different, like, beliefs about the hungry grass. It seemed like generally there was, like... You know widespread hunger and famine that people were trying to explain this grass was indistinguishable from regular grass, and they you know they would it would just happen randomly they couldn't really predict when and Once a person was cursed by the hungry grass, they would be doomed to die it and it seemed that the grass inexplicably itself was cursed, and it was hungry. Certain accounts suggest that the hungry grass exists because it was cursed by fairies or a leprechaun. So. Those damn leprechauns,
0: I hope you do them in a Future oh, episode because, lucky <laughs> yeah. charms is evil. Yeah. We all know it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to build leprechaun traps.
1: Really, really? Child. I'm not kidding. I do was that? like,
0: I I don't remember why or like how because I I mean like I'm from a very Irish family. I don't yeah. know if you could tell by my name or anything like <laughs> that, but. I'm also incredibly pale, if you've ever seen a photo of me. But I, like, we didn't celebrate, like, St. Patrick's Day to, like, the extreme. Like, it was kind of just like, oh, yeah, Irish Day, like, woo. But
1: mm-hmm. I
0: don't know if this was something that, like, happened in school. But I just remember, like, vividly coming home and, like, building, oh, <laughs> God, traps. And, like, Wait. trying to catch a leprechaun. And obviously, like, I never did. How and did I think, you
1: build the trap? Yeah.
0: I think I made, like, a cardboard box and I put, like, a stick a under stick it. Card. So, it would, like, <laughs> if they hit it, it would fall. And yes. then I think I made another one with, like, tape on it. So, like, his feet would, like... Gets. But I had no concept of like how whole how like big this the yeah. leprechaun like, right. like you think? <laughs> sorry for that weird
1: tangent, but this leprechaun hand. Maybe if you had caught a leprechaun, they could have explained hungry grass to you.
0: Well maybe maybe <laughs> I they put some like outside of my house and right. I like walked through it and ever since
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like revenge. Other stories said that the grass was caused by proximity to an unshriven corpse, which I had to look uh, up. Which is apparently um, when a person has died without confessing their sins. Uh, oh, ugh, those Catholics, those Irish yeah, Catholics. Catholic stuff, good stuff. Other accounts say that the grass grows specifically over the graves of victims of the Great Famine. So again, with uh, the famine mm. shit. We love oh, it. <laughs> it. I get it. Love it. In others, this is interesting to me it was caused by a corpse, like, when a corpse falls out of the hearse on the way to the burial, or specifically a corpse that hits the ground with its mouth touching the ground. What?
2: Ew. Yeah. That's so gross and weirdly specific. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right? I, I love these, like, weird superstitions and things, because, like, it's clearly just, like, people trying to make sense of stuff, or, like, you know, make something out of what they have or what they can figure out, but like it's so interesting what people come up with. Lots of people always yeah. need answers, like they can't yeah. just like ex-
0: accept something that's just like strange. Like, it's like no. we need an answer now, we're
1: always just looking for answers. So, it seems like most likely these were just like various ways of explaining famine or sudden fainting spells or illness or unexplained deaths. Like, I so, whatever the case may be, I did find just to finish this off. A great verse, like as a warning about the grass, courtesy mm-hmm. of Anne Massey of uh, the Spooky Isles Ireland editor, and folk- <laughs> Irish folklore expert. She wrote a very nice article about this that ended with this this little verse: "A million unheard voices starved and damned to hell. If you set foot on the hungry grass, they'll take you there as well. Oh my God, A million unheard voices cry the agony of their final hour if you set foot on the hungry grass your soul they will devour oh my god it's <laughs> so dark
0: because i mean like we're kind of like ah ha ha happy grass i mean oh happy grass sorry hungry grass Happy Hello. grass. that's something happy else, else. <laughs> that is something else. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny yeah but that got like very dark <laughs> to devour my soul and drag well, me to hell. It literally hell? has
1: killed people, Meg. Okay, They're but like, like, the folklore says, like it just kills you. It's grass. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. grass, Rose. It's salmon, okay.
0: Meg. I have, I have questions. I have questions <laughs> yeah. because if it's grass and it's like wrapping itself like around people or whatever, like a snake, it is. Have you ever
1: held grass? <laughs> It it's is quite thin. fragile. You can, yeah, it's fragile. But it's supernatural so it's... grass. No. And also, in a lo- no. so in a lot of these, like, so it was just that one on the Hungry Hill where it mentioned that the grass actually moved, but in, oh. like, most it was just, like, a really weird curse and, like, you just died of hunger. Don't wow. knock the hungry um, grass.
0: That is a weird part of like Irish fo- folklore I have never, ever, ever heard of. Yeah. Before.
1: I really was just perusing, like you know, some lists of cryptids, and I saw the hungry grass, and I was like, "Well, there's my topic." <laughs>
2: I'm sure there's a joke in there about like getting the munchies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, happy
2: grass.
0: <laughs> What's it like? Is that just like a? Is it meant to be like a warning for like, you know, like I don't know, like you could die, like <laughs> before, like because don't do The munchies
1: will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe they just really didn't want people to enjoy any happy grass.
0: What is the history of Ireland and happy grass? You
1: know, i all find out.
0: Google search.
1: <laughs> that's my laughs. Hope you enjoyed.
2: Wow, I, I really enjoyed that.
1: Very much so. I never <laughs> thought it's weird.
2: I never thought I'd hear about a cryptid that was uh, a plant. A plant. And, like barely that. I'm sorry. A yeah. grass is like hardly a plant. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh yeah. It's I mean, I say plant. that I feel
0: like I say this every episode. But if I was to tier rank plants, <laughs> grass would be at the absolute <laughs> bottom.
1: So, Anna, do Thanks you have
2: a conspiracy for us? I do, except it's. I think it's a little bit more of an urban legend, but Ooh. there's people out there who believe in it. So, anywhere where that exists, I think it, you could consider it a conspiracy. Mm. Interesting. So, I'm going to talk about Mel's hole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate both of
0: you because both of you have said such strange things tonight. And I'm like, not to say that mine wasn't strange, but like, we went from Hungry Grass to Mel's Hole.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Who is so, Mel and why Why are they famous?
2: Don't worry, we're going to take a good look at Mel's Hole. <laughs> no. Ew, Anna.
0: Oh my god. I'm leaving.
2: <laughs> I'm evicting First, myself. I need to say this was... I didn't find this. This was a request from a lovely listener. I'm just going to call mm-hmm. him out because I'm sure he's fine. Patrick, my one of my best friends. Hey, Patrick. Hi,
1: Patrick. He just said,
2: I have a request. Mel's hole. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway, on February 21st, 1997, so before we were all born, <laughs> a radio show called Coast to Coast AM received a call from a man who identified himself as Mel Waters. Mm. And in this first interview, Mel talked about a giant hole in the ground on his property near Ellensburg, Washington. And he actually called back to the show multiple times over the next few years. And in this, in these, like, various interviews, these are the things that Mel claimed that were very peculiar about this hole. So he said that locals had been using this hole on his property as a sort of like dump for a long time, but when people threw things in the hole, it it never seemed to fill, and apparently a lot of people were using it. And what's more, no one had ever heard what they threw in hit the bottom. (gasps) I don't like that. Deep hole. He also said that... Sorry, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're we're adults and we're fine. We are mature. We are
0: mature. Mature. Mature.
2: Mature. He also said that his dogs refused to go anywhere near the hole. Like, they would just dig their feet in and just refuse. Mel also claimed that he lowered... An extremely long fishing line or like a bunch of fishing lines tied together and mm. with a weight at the bottom to try and determine how deep the hole was and he claims that he lowered around 80,000 feet of fishing what? line or approximately 15 miles of fishing oh, line what? and still didn't reach the bottom. Yeah, w- what? <laughs> How do you have, wait, I'm sorry, how does someone, like, the general public, just have access to that much fishing line? He, he would, like, he, I listened to, like, certain clips from the show, and I think he said he kept buying, like, 20-pound lengths of fishing oh, wow. line. He just, like, kept buying
1: them. Oh my god, he's gonna go, like, poor because he really <laughs> <living laughs> fishing line. I mean, you can still use it after you, uh prove how deep the hole is. Um,
0: I would not want to use fishing line that has been in some weird-ass hole in the <laughs> ground and, like,
2: you don't know what it's touching in yeah. the hole. He has some ideas. Anyway. Cool. <clears> throat> yeah, throat> I don't know where he got the fishing line. I don't know. <laughs> I would stop selling to him. If he, if he was coming, yeah. like,
0: every day and buying, like, say. tons, I'd be like, yeah. you need to leave. Well,
1: I mean, <laughs> he sounds like a you good customer. A <laughs> but, yeah, True. but, I mean, like, what about other people that want
0: fishing line? <laughs>
2: Like, they don't have important holes like he does. Oh, true. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> so Mel also claimed that the hole had some sort of supernatural elements to it. So I'm kind of encroaching on your territory, Meg. I apologize. That's
1: fine. Go but... right ahead.
2: <laughs> One story he told was about a man he knew who, this is kind of messed up, but his dog died and he dropped the dead body of the what? dog down the hole oh. to get rid of it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. I guess he didn't want to, like, dig his own hole, but, yeah. Yeah, why dig your own hole when Mel has this massive hole? (laughs) I know, don't you want a hole to rival Mel's hole? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, this guy dropped his dog, his dead dog, down the hole, and then, not long after, he was out hunting, and he encountered his dog, again, alive and happy, above ground. And he knew it was his dog. I'm pretty sure they said it still had the collar on. Oh, my God. <laughs> ghost dog. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. <laughs> Did he, like, take it I love home? I don't like ghost children, but I'm here for ghost dogs. Did he take yeah. it home with him? And <laughs> then Mel said that shortly after this incident, hostile federal agents showed up on his property.
1: Meg, and they claimed...
2: <laughs> sorry, Rose said, did she,
0: Rose was like, did you take, did you, did he take the dog home with him? And you just taking her. Oh, I didn't her. hear that. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I didn't hear that.
0: There was like a pause
2: too, and you just like, kept going. I oh,
1: didn't sorry. hear <laughs> I'm like peeing,
2: okay. Oh. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I have no idea if they, if he took the dog home. No one said, Mel, Mel just he skimmed over that, even though oh. I agree it's quite important. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, shortly after the ghost dog, Mel said that a hostile federal agents showed up on his property and they claimed that his property was the site of a crashed Air Force plane mm-hmm. and they needed to, like, take over <laughs> the property and they made him give it over. They agreed to pay him a fixed amount of money each month. For his surrender of his property. And he said with that money, he moved to Australia.
1: Oh,
0: wow.
2: Why?
1: I don't know.
0: Why Australia? Where Where was he
2: originally again? Where was this? Washington. Yeah. W- just yeah, go the East Coast. I, I don't know. Maybe anyway. he wanted to get away from the hole. That know. far.
0: Because it was going to expand that big <laughs> and consume the entire United States. Which honestly probably would have been better in hindsight.
2: <laughs> probably. <laughs>
1: the story just
2: gets weirder. It just keeps getting weirder.
1: So the government has now taken control of his hole.
2: Yeah. Supposedly. (laughs) The government really wanted Mel's hole, and they paid him for his hole.
1: This isn't news for any women. Anywhere.
2: Oh? (laughs) Oh my god. God. (laughs) Oh? I can't. I don't even- I gotta go.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. And once again, our podcast has turned into political commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Are we
2: all recovered from that? No. But I'm just gonna plow, plow ahead. So, one weird thing. After Mel was you know, supposedly forced to abandon his property and give it over to the feds. Public satellite images of Ellensburg, which are available to anyone, they had a weird glitch or something. People, like, looked it up after he made these claims, and there were two large white blocks covering a part of the satellite image, including where a lot of people thought Mel's property was. Mm. So some people thought that these white squares were put there on purpose, so people wouldn't be able to like see the, see the hole or whatever the government was doing
1: right near it. how wide across was the hole do you know like was it like was it like big was it like little
2: I don't remember I think it wasn't super I don't think it was super wide maybe like 30 so, like a normal feet size hole. Most, but okay I don't yeah I should have looked that up. Okay. Also, I don't know if you said. That's the thing. No one's ever found this hole, really. No. Oh, so it's just, like, gone now? Well, I'll get Some people claim to have found it. Okay. But no one has, like, publicly found it and taken what? a picture or whatever. Yeah, so the story's already kind of unbelievable, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just gonna get weirder. <laughs> one thing is, well, what? Mel refused to tell the radio host where exactly his hole was located. <laughs> <clears throat> and... <laughs> This is, I don't know why I'm dying over this. Yeah, so he refused to tell the host where the hole was located, and some people thought it was because he was worried that the feds would come for him if he disclosed the location um some people thought it was because he didn't want people to go looking and then realized there was no hole and he was making it all up <laughs> another thing in mel's later calls to the radio station he made some very weird claims about the hole even so, weirder than what we've already heard oh yeah don't it's it's gonna <laughs> get weird my guy <laughs> oh good mel claimed that back when he was in the u.s he <laughs> was detained by police while in tacoma washington and he either passed out, or blacked out, or they knocked him out, and then he woke up in a back alley in San Francisco with all his teeth missing. Oh. <gasps> sure. Yeah. It sounds like a, like a normal Friday night for us, but I guess <laughs> for him <Yeah>. it was... <laughs> oh my god. Once in a lifetime kind
1: of thing for him?
2: That's one of the most normal claims. He also said he found a dime from 1943 that would dematerialize upon contact It's not even connected to the hole. He's just like, oh, I found this dime that will dematerialize. What? (laughs) Yeah. Just random. He also claimed to have found another supernatural hole in Nevada with the same bottomless, you know, nature. And (laughs) (laughs) just randomly. (laughs) And he said he witnessed a black beam of anti-light, quotation marks, shoot out of this Nevada Hole. What the hell is an anti-light? It's just like well, instead of being light, it's like dark. Dark? It's <laughs> a beam of <laughs> like, darkness. I don't know. <laughs> like annoying. a black hole, maybe. Like oh, okay. In, like, form.
1: in beam Yeah. Form. That's
2: so so strange. And you know what else is weirder? He decided to lower a sheep into the hole in Nevada. Wh- Where did he get the sheep? I don't know. (laughs) And then when they pulled it up, a weird alien creature was embedded in its back. Oh, no. And even weirder. (laughs) Look, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. The only thing we have to go off of is his, like, (laughs) his interviews (laughs) on the radio station. And this is just what he said. And apparently, this alien spoke to him through a boombox. Mm-hmm. I didn't- I couldn't find any more information on that. So I genuinely don't understand. Yeah. Oops, oops. Cool. Yeah,
0: I mean, that makes sense, because this is, what, 1997? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta use that boombox while you can before we transition into- <laughs> <laughs> Gotta
2: have some kind of legacy. And this alien apparently warned Mel that- humans are in danger of destroying themselves through nuclear warfare. Mm
1: -hmm. Duh. That's not news. I guess
2: that's all he wanted to say. He also lowered ice into the Nevada hole, and he said that the ice lit on fire... (laughs) and stayed on fire for months. How do you Jay
0: even begin to light work? ice?
2: I don't know. You he just lowered light... it in, and then when he pulled it up, it was on fire, and just didn't go out, apparently. That's
0: not true, mal I know. I'm sorry. i
1: sorry. It doesn't make any sense at all. Clearly didn't <laughs> pass high school science
2: class.
0: He didn't pass, like, first grade. Like, <laughs> that is so stupid.
2: Yeah, basically, after these later interviews... People really started to doubt his story mm.
1: for Poor a Mal. good reason. First, he's got his hole uh, controlled by the government.
2: Now this. <laughs> now there's a sheep with alien and in, in its back, like yeah, speaking through yeah. the box. So no one has ever officially found the hole, nor could they find any record of a man named Mel Waters who huh? lived in Ellensburg. Ooh. Great, right? So maybe it was a uh, pen name hmm. or I not. Bet the government. <laughs> Deleted all the records of him so nobody would find the hole. He's
0: now in Area Fifty One.
2: That's right. where he's been this Probably. whole time with his hole and fake yeah. teeth.
1: Yeah, yeah. They so took his teeth man. so he couldn't be identified.
0: <gasps> <gasps>
2: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh,
0: Rose just I made it juicier.
2: <laughs> so there's one man named uh, Red Elk who's who he was a local First Nations member, and in 2008. He came out saying that he had actually seen the hole himself 40 years earlier with his, I think, with his father. And he said that, so basically he spiritually traveled into the hole. It's kind of like, Hmm. I guess, kind of like astral projected into the hole. Cool. But he said that there are reptilian beings living in the hole from another planet. They need to live far down because they couldn't withstand the temperature and atmosphere of the Earth's surface. But he implied that these aliens uh did want to take over humanity and enslave us and do a bunch of horrible things to us sounds about right yeah Yeah. i mean understandable look at us god yeah (laughs) however a lot of people kind of doubt the legitimacy of red elk's story especially because he wasn't able to lead people back to the location of the hole later either refused or i think he actually tried and he just couldn't find it Mm. So, I mean, it was, like, he did say it was 40 years ago, but <laughs> people kind of doubted right. that he was legit. So there's a geologist named Jack Powell who did some digging into the area um, that Mel's Hole is supposedly in, and he found uh, numerous old abandoned mines in the area, and he kind of hypothesized that there was one that was, like, 90 feet deep, which is, you know, fairly deep, and he suggested that this might actually be what people assumed was Mel's bottomless hole Mm -hmm. and that it just kind of got twisted into this big thing because of the (laughs) radio interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah I mean that's pretty much it. A lot of people consider this to be an urban legend and nothing else but there are still some firm believers that this hole does exist and there's actually like a bunch of groups that go looking for it Mm -hmm. even today.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean I will say for someone to come up with this elaborate story if you're gonna come up with any sort of elaborate, crazy, supernatural, weird story, <laughs> why would you pick a hole? You know what I mean? Like, that is yeah. so yeah. strange. Like, I I don't know. Like, to, not to say Mel was not a, an absolute nutcase, what? but like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah.
1: it's like a little too odd and specific to be like completely made up. It feels like
2: yeah. And literally, he held to this story for. I think it was over like five years that he was calling oh, into geez. the radio station. Oh, wow. And adding more and more to also, the Also, wait, so Good for now.
0: I think it's interesting, too, that he was calling into the radio versus like they had TV at the time, or like news channels, right? Like Yeah.
2: I guess it was actually like a pretty popular show. I forget the name of the host. It was like Art Bell or something. Mm-hmm. But like it was pretty popular, and I think it had like millions of people listening. Oh, to it. okay. It well, was like I- big. Yeah, I mean, and I guess
0: if you're gonna get that many people tuning in every week and, like, you know, like, a regular
2: number of, like, listeners and stuff, then maybe that is the route to take. Yeah, plus you could Mm -hmm. have the anonymity of just being a voice. Oh, true. I've heard so many weird things tonight that I...
0: (laughs) Actually, this whole day has been strange, as you'll soon find out, but, like,
1: (laughs) this has been Mm -hmm. a very strange one for the Nightmare Girls. Oh, for sure. (laughs) First we got uh, hauntings in a lighthouse, then we got some happy grass, and then some, uh, happy holes grass. controlled by the government.
2: <laughs> wow. I was watching videos about it, and I, I'm i I'm pretty sure I have the maturity of, like, a 15-year-old mm. boy, because I yeah. <laughs> just, every time, there's, <laughs> like, one guy who was like, who doesn't love a, a really long hole, or, yeah. like, who doesn't love a deep hole? <laughs> just like stuff like that I couldn't
0: keep it together it's funny cause I feel like if we weren't talking about it like if it wasn't the three of us talking about it I'd be able to keep it together but like I don't know if it's cause we're just like stupid like again like Rose says like we share one brain cell when we're together yeah. so it's like is yeah. this one of those cases where we're just like the whole hole joke
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's milk it for half an hour <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo let's keep going let's keep talking about Mel's hole and how deep it is <laughs> if you're still listening <laughs> yeah, yeah it's Thank some miracle you. you've made it this far I guess if you're still listening, you should check us out on the socials if that's your thing. You can follow us at Nightmare Girls Podcast on Instagram, at Nightmare Girls Pod without the A and Nightmare without the I and Girls on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Nightmare Girls Podcast, and then you can also send us an email at the Nightmare Girls Podcast at gmail.com. And you should definitely go do that, especially because we have this upcoming secret project thingy that's going yes. to be released on sunday august 2nd 2020 if that's when you were listening to it in this timeline or if you're in the future it's already up so good for you and you have that content <laughs> to go listen to you should definitely go check it out we're very very excited and like i i know we keep saying that but like truly this is something that is like super cool that we did not mm-hmm. think we were gonna have the opportunity to do at this point yes. <laughs> in our little <laughs> podcast life we're really hyped is there anything else we need to tell the people before we mm-hmm.
1: skedaddle send us listener submissions if you have them we would love to hear them and hopefully feature you on a future episode
2: yeah if you have any suggestions like like my friend patrick who really wanted to hear about mel's hole yes. then please let us <laughs> yeah, know yeah i mean like and we'll probably cover it
0: yeah we're always like i mean i don't know if you guys function like this but there's some weeks where i don't know what i'm talking about until literally the day before we record (laughs) so i would always appreciate recommendations as well and i'm sure Mm -hmm. all of us would so Mm -hmm. please let us know and again this is a podcast where like if you're listening we want to talk about something that you're interested in hearing about so don't be shy Come say hello. Please stay tuned for super exciting things on the horizon, and you'll hear us on Sunday and uh, next week. So
1: I guess this is goodbye. Bye. Fare thee well. Goodbye. Fare thee well.